0: Hey guys, this is Danny Yang of Danny Says Relax, a podcast for people that may be anxious, may be introverted, but are always cool and collected because you know how to say relax, all right? And not the chillax, which somebody is probably... Saying to you at times, snapping their fingers, like you know, like some sort of bad talk show. No, no, no. You know better than that. You're an introvert, uh, and if you're listening to this podcast, not only are you an introvert, but uh, you are basically uh, a, a shut-in. That that's that, and a, and a hoarder and. Um, and, and you frequent uh, prostitutes. No, no, you don't. You don't have the money for that. Um, but uh, nice to see you again, whoever is listening to this. I know it's mostly going to be my family. So, um, yes, yes. Uh, they are in the forest running around. They are, in fact, wolves. I was raised by wolves. Uh, it was uh, a hard life. One full of peril, uh, but I got to know uh, uh, the difference between a, uh, the different acorns and pine cones that were littering the forest floor. Um, yeah, I'm trying something new here, which is uh, I'm trying to give you uh, some more detailed information uh, about uh, psychosis, which um, I'm probably having right now. Uh, as you know, I'm north of Dallas and in a secret location, a bunker really, but uh, no, not a bunker, but uh, it is, this is like the coldest weather it has been in Texas. This is the first time in many years that I've lived here that I've seen snow come down and actually stick around and it's actually a substantial amount of snow uh, and there are a lot of people that don't have power and don't have heat, and I, uh, I continue to refuse to let them into my house, uh, because uh, unless they let me put their clothes in the fireplace, specifically the underwear, because uh, the fragrance, uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming it would be like the Gwyneth Paltrow vagina candle, if you don't know uh what I'm referring to, google it and the NSA will also know you are a freak. But no, there's actually I, you know, I, I really would like to get one of the, one of those uh Gwyneth Paltrow vagina candles. It, it's it's amazing that uh she spent I I guess not too many were made, let's put it that way, if it actually has the scent of her her no-no spots, as, uh, as people in, uh, as people close to me have referred, uh, t- to that area of a, uh, of a woman. Uh, no-no meaning no, Danny, no. Um, but, uh, actually, I- I'm, uh, I'm not going to go into my, my past here and why I'm running from the law, but, um, uh, let me give you something useful here. I think the last time we talked, and again, I am no expert at anything. I am just the guy that wanders into things. Like, you may be having, like, a Christmas party, and if you see some random pudgy Asian wandering through, kind of just eating all your Christmas cookies and then passing out because he's a diabetic um yeah I mean that's the kind of person that I am um you'll go ahead and call for an ambulance but uh because I don't I don't want to take another ambulance trip let's put it let's put it that way I've taken a few and uh, they are not cheap and they do not go by the picturesque areas that I so enjoy um, yeah, you don't really see a whole lot of some, as some, as, as like a paramedic's trying to, trying to get an IV into you, just kind of stabbing the top of your hands. Uh, you know, after a while I felt like I was kind of like reaching for somebody's food and they would just stab my hand with a fork continuously. Now, um, it's not their fault that, um, that I'm screaming in pain because they're, they're trying their best. Actually the paramedics that that was fine. Uh it, it, I I I I don't know it, avoid getting IVs. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Just stay healthy. Stay healthy. We have no, you know, no health insurance really. Uh stay healthy. That that's the motto in America. Stay healthy or at least think healthy. Because you're going to die miserably. <laughs> no, uh, sorry, I- I'm going to be more positive on this episode, uh, and uh, I'm sorry for the babbling. The cold—it's—it's it's like freezing here um, outside, N- not not indoors where I still have electricity, and uh, other Texans do not. And um, yeah, the the banner I rolled out over the garage here saying, "I have electricity, you don't." Ha ha, Uh, that doesn't seem to be um, just making me a pal of the neighborhood, but um, now there's electricity all around here. Yeah, you know, I live in one of those really upscale cardboard houses. So uh, what, what are we talking about here? Let me give you some information. I just burned like six and a half minutes being an idiot. Um, I will be slightly less of an idiot. Uh, Let me review. We've talked about screenwriting. We've talked about comedy. Now, again, I am no expert at either one. Uh, I've been writing a lot longer than I've been doing stand-up. And stand-up... Well, I I definitely had uh, more success at writing previously. Um, But... uh that's, that's one of those things. I, how do you measure success? Um, like, yeah, you can quarterfinal, semifinal, all that stuff uh, up the wazoo. But again, like I mentioned before, it's like Cobra Kai, man. you got to finish first, second, or third. Primarily first. Uh, there is no second place. Sweep the leg. Just, just remember that. That's the takeo- big takeaway here. So just remember that uh, if you're going to enter those, com- enter Blue Cat. Uh, I, I I think the, I'm I'm almost positive the, it's already expired, but uh, they give you free notes, so they'll email you notes about your script. So one, you know that the person actually read it or at least skimmed it pretty, and you know went to the right pages to to look for act breaks and whatnot. Two. Um yeah, some contests that are, they, they they charge you for notes. And it's um you know, a lot of these contests, if you enter them, they're 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 not cheap. And if you enter a contest, let me let me tell you, first of all, this is what you have to do after you finish a script. And this is not for people that have already been through the process. Don't kind of roll your eyes and say, Danny, this is so preliminary, blah, blah, blah. No, some people don't know this, okay, especially when they're starting out, because no one thinks to tell them, all right? I had to learn the hard way, just like every other scrub that, uh, that comes in, it is not in good shape, goes to LA, and uh, do- doesn't, uh, doesn't partake in those kind of Illuminati Pizzagate parties, Okay, I, I have too much respect for myself. Um, no, I don't. I just never get invited to those things. But um, so w- what I'm saying is, you finish a script, you, you've gone over it. It's the best that you can make it. Uh, now, one thing you have to do, like, and, and most people will do this, do this, especially introverts. Um, and if you go down the list of introverts uh, with a, uh that that uh, MTBI or whatever, the personality thing, measure. If you take that test, you'll know more, a little bit more about yourself. But as you go down that list for under introverts, yeah, you're just going to find a lot of them are perfectionists. And there's only so many times you can go through a script. Okay. Um, if you're going to keep going it over it, oh, and when they say... Uh, do the best you can, go over it over and over it we, you know i don 't think they mean like take a year to keep going like after you've finished and corrected everything to go over and over and over and just keep adding and taking taking away stuff. The only secret that I have with scripts is that they they feasibly can they might not ever be finished if you have that personality you'll just keep messing with it. And uh, at some point, you're, you know, you're just gonna, you're gonna wig out and start uh, doing, uh, you know, the, the the psycho dance from Silence of the Lambs in front of a camera. I mean, just do it as, as much as you can, but don't overdo it, and you're gonna, you know, only you know can judge when that happens because the thing is when you send it over there, no matter what somebody's going to, somebody's going to have a, uh, not going to agree with, with uh, certain aspects of your script. So, I mean, you, you essentially want to do the best you can and then start another script and just consider that one kind of sent out because you don't want to kind of put you, it's like, um, it's just like stocks. All right. You want to diversify your stocks. You don't want everything to rest on one stock. Cause uh it'll break your heart if you spent like five years on one script and it just uh nothing happens to it because like basically ninety seven, ninety eight percent of scripts nothing happens with. Uh it's it's better that uh you you take a little bit off the fastball so you can throw more more fastballs than just one really super fastball. Um yeah. So uh, the idea used to be you can you can do one really good script. That's not the case. You have to do a few. Um and even if you do a few there's there's nothing um uh, nothing saying that uh you know, you won't get knocked in the head, and it'll be taken out of the game for, for whatever reason. Probably because you're a new rider, and, and in terms of cost, and they don't see, or they don't see the risk being enough uh, uh, with the possible reward. Uh, if you're like mixing genres, or you're picking genres, uh, or or that are typically something that they haven't experienced before, if it's n- not like something that they've seen before or not enough like something that they've seen before and, and what they've seen before better have been successful um, because that's, that's what they're looking for. Basically something like the thing that was successful, but different and i hate when they say that and when i say they i i mean just i, I don't want to say industry people it's just people that you know they, they they're working and they're reading a lot of scripts um and they'll give you feedback um but if uh you're in the running if they ask to see your script but um you know they're looking for something for their company. You're making something, and uh, you, hopefully you'll find that. You know to hopefully you'll find a convergence of that. That and that's that's hard. It's not easy. Um, and agents. I mean, if you think an agent is going to uh, go ahead and you know, agent doesn't. Oh. Op- uh, is, uh, they, getting an agent, uh, unless they think you're going to make money, uh, they're going to keep trying to push the writers that do make money. I've heard of, or I've, you know, well, I definitely read of, but uh, the story is, even if you get signed by like creative arts or ICM, or I don't know, I think it is ICM Endeavor. I have no idea anymore, but you know, those big, huge agencies uh, if I don't, I don't know what would happen that somebody completely new would get signed by one of those people. But it it it, it does happen. Uh, yeah, they're dealing with so much money, potential money that, uh, and you are not a, uh, a a person that has any type of record of making money. Yeah, they're just not gonna. I mean, you could be their client; it might open some doors with some production agencies. Well, some production people, because uh, they're like, "Wow, blah blah blah." But I, uh, essentially, the the agent's not gonna not gonna waste uh, his or her time trying to push your stuff. Uh, you you basically have to do it, and then you're gonna have to cut your agent in. Uh, that's just the simple business. Um, if you need somebody to to kind of coach you, that's not an agent. Uh, Agent is basically just like a real estate agent. They're, they're gonna find you a nice property uh, to, to to buy based on what you what you what your interests are, okay? Uh, but in this case, they're not trying to sell you something.' They're, they're trying to sell you as a product to the studios. Uh, at least that's how those, uh, big, big people, uh, work in, out in Hollywood. So, um, yeah, you, you basically, um, want, I mean, you, 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 they're not going to go out of their way unless, uh, you have some sort of, uh, heat going on for you. Like for whatever reason, you're, you're well-known, And uh, people uh, in that uh, world are curious as to what you can do. So just keep that in mind. An agent is not going to hold your hand necessarily. They might not even take your calls, depending on how big the agent is. But uh, I don't know. You know, this is all based on just hearsay and things I've read, um, you know, in, in, in the trade papers like a Hollywood reporter and variety and and stuff like that. So, it's it's quite common actually. That's that's why I feel comfortable telling you. I'm not just pulling this stuff out of the air. Okay, I know it seems like it cuz I riff so much, but this is essentially how you have to see it from their direction. They your product they're trying to sell you but if you are completely new and nobody knows what what you are as a product, and they have other people that consistently bring them money because they can sell them over and over again, I mean, what do you think they're gonna do? Uh, who do you think they're gonna spend more time with as an agent? You know, they they get their cut of uh, what ten percent, twelve percent? Excuse me, I don't know if it's up to fifteen. I, I have no idea, but. Um, so, getting an agent isn't the end all, end all. I mean, we used to all think that was the case, and it was like, uh, like being that much closer to some sort of Hollywood god that would uh, open the pearly gates, and then you would be respected and all this stuff. And it's just um, that's not it, okay? <laughs> just you got to make them money, essentially, or give them the idea that they can make money uh, with you. Uh, so just think of it that way. I'm not saying they're like devoid of art, though most of them are MBAs. Okay, so just keep that in mind. Other thing is, uh, yeah, you might need a manager. Manager is more the person that uh, would 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 help you uh, kind of train and uh, and kind of go through a career path like a coach. Like, you know, what do you want? Where do you see yourself in five years? What do you want to do? You know, uh, and they would kind of try and uh, use their connections and help you take care of certain things. But they're not an agent. Um, so uh, they're, they're not necessarily going to get you the work, uh, but they are training you. And uh, because they're, they're again, they're like a coach. Uh, so that's the difference, more or less, between uh, managers and agents. So everybody always talks about the agent because the agents, as soon as you have something that they think might possibly might make money, they're going to come after you. Uh, they'll call. They'll find your number off the pres- uh, off the uh, the uh, the, uh, the script and call you, uh, or they'll they'll find a way and and. Technically, that's what they should be doing because uh, if they think if they think there's any money in it, they should be reaching out to you. Uh, managers are different, you know, and and you'll you'll find managers help with uh, like just a lot of everyday coaching things, and uh, there's just a lot of stuff. I, I don't really know that much about managers. Because uh, at the time I was out there, everybody was always talking agent, agent, agent. You don't necessarily need a manager. I'm sure it helps, you know, stay on track uh, with, with what, you know, they're going to help you formulate a plan and whatnot. Um, some people have all these things, including a publicist. I think that's more like acting. Actors, though, need that type of stuff. A uh, Publicist. Um, some people don't have any of that. They're just really good at Doing all that on their own, Um, but I think that's few and far between. It's very difficult to get uh, that type of information without being an insider. And the agents essentially should be insiders. If you get a junior agent, you know somebody they just got from the mailroom, you know that guy even has connections because they've been in the mailroom and they've been wheeling and dealing. So um, they're not the devil, uh, is, is, from what I've heard. But uh, they're not gonna. They're certainly not not going to. Uh, uh, they're not gonna be like family or anything. You know, you're not gonna. I mean, you may be close to your agent. I have no idea. But let, let's just get away from this because I don't. I, I mean, I, I've I've talked to uh, agents before uh in terms of uh, uh like representing me and, and things like that and uh sometimes it's just better to get out you know if you don't if you're kind of not sure exactly what you know kind of work you're getting or or if they're going to do anything uh, and it's not like one of these big companies, you know, one of these big agencies. Uh, I don't think there's much risk in just um, like uh, I don't need this right now, because uh, yeah, you especially if the, you know there's some things that they're asking you that might put your reputation in uh, as an issue. Because uh, like it or not, gossip. Rules in that kind of place, and just be on your best behavior um, as you can tell uh I'm kind of a snarky person, and people think that was kind of a detriment in my in my case but uh, yeah i don't I don't really bring out the snarkiness of my personality during like business things, which makes me a boring person, <laughs> and so they want. Just they want what they want. I have no idea. Like, um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's a weird, uh, strange business. Now, uh, in, in in regards to stand up, I have no idea uh, how. Uh, I mean, you definitely need a manager there, and, and I think the ma- I, I I don't I don't think I think it's all managers. It's not really agents in in performance uh, like stand up. Uh, so. Uh, but uh yeah, if you're an actor or something, well I mean, yeah you, I'm sorry, you, you probably have an uh, have an act, uh, and actors or performers, stand up people, yeah, they probably have agents to just try and get book them for for shows in certain venues, uh, but I think essentially that's your manager in the, in the performance fields, except for, except for uh, acting. I don't know. I don't know. The whole point is there's going to be somebody there, okay, and uh, they're going to have to discover you. It's it's from what I've heard they have to approach you more or less. If you go up to them, it's like they it's not like screenwriting where yeah you're supposed to try and see if you can approach and pitch right off the bat. Performance—they uh, have to see something in in your performance that they enjoy, um, and they want to work with you and and, and yada yada. Um, I've I'm so far from that point. I, I you know I've I've done a lot of comedy writing and you know performance and whatnot over the years, and I have not progressed. Which means I'm essentially doing it for fun. I think the knock on me is that um, somebody thought that uh, when I first started the the stand-up, I also was working a full-time job, and I was also pursuing um, an MBA. And I guess they thought I wasn't going to be focused on comedy. Um, Either that or they just thought I sucked, which, you know, it's that's feasible as well cuz uh, uh if you go to my tiktok you you'll see that a lot of the jokes are they're pretty some of them are pretty hack and corny but you know what um from what i heard on how this algorithm works and all that it's quantity versus quality and i've heard that before with joke writing um if you're writing jokes or you know things for for other people, they, they want options. They, they, you know, they, they don't want one carefully crafted joke. They want a lot of them. So you have to kind of crank them out. So when, what you see on the TikTok that I have, which is at Danny Yang comic, I believe, uh, those jokes, I, I, I open my computer. I go to a newspaper, or just like a, a web page. I see what's going on, and uh, I pick I pick a story that I think is amusing, and then I try and riff off of it. And sometimes I'll write it down on the computer or make it, uh, you know, uh, do it uh, on on paper, but uh, not not now now i normally just keep saying it and recording it uh, using tiktok uh until uh the phrasing uh, in the uh perf- well, I I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a performance but uh you know there's no no really bad like pauses or, or stutters in there so uh basically uh, go to a newspaper look a, look up a story i find entertaining just make a joke out of it and do the TikTok. And I'll just keep doing the TikTok over and over again. Um, you know, some it'll take me like three or four tries sometimes. Um because I, I'm I'm making the joke up as I'm speaking. Um but yeah, it's it, you know, don't don't do it like that. That's uh, that's just cause I don't I don't feel like writing it down. Um <laughs> and that's that's really not the way to do it um you can certainly find out how to do all this stuff uh online so i'm um, it, it's not a not a priority uh and this advice is going to be life altering that's just the way i do it and um and i guess if you're wondering uh like what it's like Talking, doing a podcast on your own. Uh, I mean, I could tell you. uh, I used to listen to Bill Burr's podcast, the the famous comedian Bill Burr, and he would just do that on his own. And as I was driving to work, I would uh, listen to it. Actually, um, when I got into a car accident and uh, and kind of messed up my knee a little bit, uh, I had Bill Burr on the, uh, on my iPhone, and as I was getting just kind of tossed around, uh, I could hear that guy's voice, and then as soon as everything stopped, he was still talking, you know, like, I don't know why I thought he would be stop. he would stop talking, the phone survived it, which I'm happy, it just was, like, full of glass, like, glass all over me, um, so, it, yeah, uh, and that's that you know i only do these podcasts like uh, bill burr cuz i listen to bill burr mostly on on my car rides back and forth um and they are a little bit more uh, there's a little bit more of an advantage uh, for me personally uh because uh, i don't really know anybody <laughs> And, uh, certainly you have, you, you can't just, uh, you can't just pick a random person. You have to have some kind of chemistry and you know, you have to be able to bounce ideas off each other. And even Bill Burr has like a few, um, podcasts and, you know, the other ones, uh, he, he has other comedians, uh, as hosts and they, it's easier to riff when there's another person. Um, it's, it's, it's tougher to, when you're just, you have to keep talking and thinking of things. And, and, uh, that's, yeah, that just comes from, that, that came to me just from listening to, to his, uh, his original podcast. Now I want to clarify something. Uh, Paul Verzi, the comedian that I mentioned who is like, uh, um, uh, Italian and Greek and... He, he, I, I was on his Instagram live, not actually on it, but uh, just typing, asking him stuff about being a comedian, typing in stuff. And um, I asked him again, you know, where should you go, New York or L.A.? And he was, now he's saying that uh, it's kind of a toss up, whichever one help, you, know, you feel more comfortable with. So, the Illuminati got to him, so, but, uh, no, you know, I, I think, um, then he was, he was joking, he, he was, uh, he, he was saying that, yeah, Yo, you're trying to get me in trouble, I, no, I, I just, you know, I just wanted to know, because that is a huge question that, uh, you know, most people have, um, but, uh, again, yeah, I, um, it it's just not going to be answered it's all personal preference uh, essentially it's what he indicated so I, I just wanted to mention that cuz that that happened a few hours ago and uh you know just in case you were uh on the fence or actually listening to this you know um and you're planning on doing some of those things that uh that he, you know, uh, a professional comedian indicated now that uh, it's just personal preference. So, um, what's what what is the preference based on? Well, uh, in New York, you can uh, fight a horde of well uh, of uh, of drug addicts and uh, now uh, woke people, and not all woke people are bad. But in New York, everything gets cranked up to the boiling point because when I was a kid living in that city, I remember just trying to get around as a courier. I was a courier, not a bike courier. I, I was not in good shape, good enough shape to do that. But uh, I was a courier carrying packages for for different offices and um, I would... Uh, yeah, it just seemed like that city would explode one day. I mean, watch Spike Lee's do the, do the right thing. I know that's Brooklyn. I lived I uh, first place I lived in was Brooklyn, uh, Bay Parkway when we immigrated to the United States. And uh that movie kind of reminds me of that, though I I I I hardly ever went to Bed-Stuy. Uh, It used to be Bed-Stuy Do or Die, so uh, yeah, when it has a name like that, I didn't really make my way over there, uh, because I would die, I think it's a lot safer now, Uh, there was just a lot of places you didn't want to go, the South Bronx used to look like Beirut, I mean Beirut, like after they like blew up the marine barracks and and things like that, I mean, there was buildings that seemed to be leveled by artillery. And you're just like, where did this artillery come from? You know, I I mean, what happened to these buildings? How can human beings possibly make a like a a hole where, you know, it it was just it was just a crazy time. But, um, you know, that that's just that's just the way it is. So um, I think that's a big uh, kind of crazy mess that you might be getting in. And, and of course, in both places, the rent is astronomical. Uh, but New York really has a lot of people crammed into a very small space. And uh, hopefully they'll start dropping prices because people have been leaving because of COVID. Um, and all the the yuppies, uh, I think have been taken off, moving to wherever they move. Um, but... Um, so so that's, that's the thing, and I know people are, are, are PO'd that I'm using this type of language to describe people, but that, that's the kind of situation, uh, besides the woke people, certainly the, the, the drug addicts and the mentally disturbed uh, kind of wandering the streets was, was prevalent when I was uh, growing up there. So, uh, yeah, it'd be just like going home. Now, Los Angeles is is always very pleasant. Everybody seems pretty nice and, and whatnot. And, uh, again, there's that whole knock on being plastic and whatnot. That's certainly something that uh, you have to get used to. But, that, you know, that, that really just depends on who you know. But there definitely is this air of positivity. Uh, New York is always going to be a, a, a bit real New Yorkers are always kind of a bit cynical and, uh, sarcastic, which is, you know, where I get my sense of humor from. Um, but, uh, I don't know. They say they're rude, but it's not so much rude. It's just like everybody's in a rush. So you essentially, uh, if you're doing something slower than, than, uh, you know, some jerk deems, <laughs> they'll start yelling at you, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, you can tell I was a little bit of an outsider to the certain things, because I only talk fast in certain instances, uh, people thought I was from the West Coast, because I speak so, uh, slowly, and, um, that is just because of brain damage, essentially, But uh, Los Angeles, I think, is someplace that everybody should visit. It's just very surreal. Um, Yeah, especially if you you live there for a while. So many people are in the entertainment business. So many people are in shape. So many people are are very good-looking. And a lot of people are kind of vacant, you know, beyond the looks. Talking to them can be a real chore for an in- introvert, because their interests stem f- from how good they look to what project they can get to up their um, popularity quotient, and that's it. I mean, it just goes on and on and on with that bull. You know, th- there's more to life than, you know, kind of, be to be very pleasant to look at and to... And to amass enough kind of social power uh, and, and financial power. I, I mean, yeah, essentially everybody. That's ideal for everyone. But uh, just to hear somebody just yak about it over and over and over again. I'm not saying there's no artists in Los Angeles. There certainly are. But uh, you know, it's an, it's they call that a film industry because it's a business, and you you're gonna get a lot of sharks essentially. Um, now the point being that anywhere that you go, where there's a lot of money on the line, it's not going to bring out the best in people. It's going to bring out the most competitive. I'm going to put you down cause I'm better than you, blah, blah, blah. And what you have to learn is, um, not e- either not to care. And that comes with just age and, but you know, uh, there, be careful, because you can't be too old in certain industries. Um, but uh, that that as you get older and basically life beats you up a little bit, uh, certain things are not going to matter as much. Uh, so yeah, it's not going to be a heartbreak if you get another rejection. It's just kind of more of a waste of time. Is, is that is is what happens when you get those. Uh, because your time becomes a lot more. You want more time uh, when when you have to uh, work a, a job and things like that. You know. So, but LA is a very positive place, but there's a lot of flakes. Um, but they're positive flakes, and uh, they get by with um, some charisma and some charm. Um, But if you're an introvert, uh, again, this might not. uh, Depending on the severity of the introversion, this, you know, you you might not want to hang with certain crowds there. And the 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 prevalent crowd is going to be extroverted people, and the successful ones are going to be extroverted A type uh, extroverts, which means uh, they can be very grating they they can be very demanding um but that's fine i mean uh, most introverts uh, especially me i can fade into a wall um i'm just a very common looking common person like a like a peasant basically but um let's not let's talk about something else besides besides um this stuff. It's all business and yak, yak, yak. And then people say, well, Danny, you, f- you talk like you know everything. And it's like, no, I don't know everything. I'm just saying what I have experienced, okay? It wasn't that long ago. And it might help someone or just somebody that's curious uh, how the mechanisms work. It certainly isn't some expose. I'm not naming names or anything. I wish I had that information. I could write a book. You know, the thing is, those books only sell well in a small circle because nobody's going to recognize the name. No common person is, unless it's uh, somebody on television. Anyway, I'm I'm getting away from from stuff. Um, You know, uh, I was going to tell you, I've been watching a lot of stuff about ghosts. Like, Ghost Adventures used to crack me up. Um, just, uh, Zach Bagans just seems like, uh, I mean, what a, what a nut, right? I mean, it's, why does he talk like that? He, he, he talks like half bro talk and then half like he, he is like reading off a damaged teleprompter. Um, but I used to like the show when there was just three guys and they were friends and whatnot now it's like they're using, like, laser beams and, 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 and stuff. And, and it's just like, dude, if they're ghosts, they're from another dimension, right? Uh, I don't think this crap is going to work on them. You know, it's like trying to chase the blue in the sky. It, it just doesn't, I, I would love to believe that there are ghosts. Um, because it really stimulates the imagination. Uh, I, I mean, just to think of another dimension, full of mystery, nobody can comprehend it, and uh, part of the appeal of those shows is that they, they're they reality shows, and we'll get into reality shows some other time, but um, yeah, they're, they're presenting these things that might in fact be some sort of gateway into another dimension. It's like the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, right? But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's essentially either faked or exaggerated. Um, you know, and this is coming from somebody that had their own... I I, I have had my own uh, ghostly encounter when, when I was in college. Now, I attribute this just to uh, being awake too long or... Um, just having a really weird dream, but it 's never happened again, and I just don't want to go into it because um it it probably was just some sort of um, this was not some despite the rumors there's this was not some drug hallucination i don't i don 't do that um, it was it was a very weird uh, at the time I was reading a lot about this because it was not as well known. The Ed and Lorraine Warren books were still available at bookstores, uh, so it was they were easy to get. And I, I, I just ate them up. I thought they were fascinating. But um, I heard Amityville's fake. I've been to Amityville, too. I went and found the house, and the only thing I found were people that didn't want me around there because uh, they knew I, was, I didn't really belong there. I was looking for the Amityville house. So I guess that happens quite a bit. Um, yeah, what, it, it wasn't interesting at all. It was boring. Um, I, I drove all the way. At, well, I mean, I, I, I lived in New York and what, it wasn't, it wasn't that far of a drive actually. It's just out in a deeper portion of Long Island. But, uh, if there are Indians buried there, like, um, vengeful Indians and, like it's the portal to hell. I, I mean, it's Long Island. It it it's it's the portal to hell. Uh, I mean, ask ask Joey Buttafuoco or one of those guys. Uh, they're they're a little bit like Satan. A- ask uh, Alec Baldwin and the Baldwin brothers. They're they're the gatekeepers to hell. They're from Massapequa, but um, yeah, I I just uh, I. There was, I had that one kind of weird experience and, uh, probably due to, uh, I'm going to take a Scully here and be logical about it, Scully from the X-Files, um, and say that it was just probably because I was reading a lot about this stuff because it's really interesting and it's much more interesting than studying boring things, uh, because this was college and, um. But it was, uh, it was definitely weird. Uh, you feel the paralysis, which could just be sleep paralysis. But uh, you do feel the cold, but that might just be your brain because you're still asleep even though your eyes are open. Um, I've never had that problem ever again. So, uh, but yeah, definitely at the time I was in contact and, and this was when there were fewer methods to contact people but i i would certainly find uh people's emails and we would uh, chat by email and they would tell me all these things about uh well this one person who was like a teaching assistant or, or or some you know somebody reputable i mean one girl told me that she she was a vampire and i was like oh yeah and i, and I just kept writing and i was just like this is stupid it's not even an interesting story but uh, this this TA was telling me, and I, you can tell by the detail that she actually went to Detroit and did whatever kind of seance thing. And she kept telling me to be very careful if you do anything. And uh, apparently I wasn't careful enough. Either that or uh, I didn't take enough no-dos. Didn't drink enough coffee to stay up. Um, but uh, why why are we talking about ghosts? I don't know, just because it's something that's interesting. If you're an introvert listening to this, I know you have books on it. I know you've looked at that stuff, because uh, it's it's the whole idea of using. It, it lends to the idea of the imagination, right? It's not. Uh, I mean, you live an you live enough a life, and there's just not very many surprises. Just you know and it, it can get quite dull, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the ghost realm, that, uh, probably, that more or less doesn't exist, uh, if you do believe it exists, it's, uh, it's very, uh, it's, it's very interesting, right? Gives you something else to think about besides, um, ah, same old, same old, but, um, do I do those ghost things just in case that is true, I will listen to the TA I spoke to in uh, Michigan years ago, uh, and not partake in those things. Uh, I certainly uh, wanted to, but then um, I have I have this impression that I'm just going to be walking around with like uh, just walking around in a forest, and then some crazy animal just. Rabbit animal will bite me and I'll have to get 50 shots in the stomach or something. It's just, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 it's fun when it's in your head, but, uh, yeah, if you actually have to wait there and just blah, blah, blah and write down figures, I'd rather just write a story about it. Let's put it that way. Then that way I can actually make something happen which is essentially what reality TV those ghost things are. I mean, they they've been caught so many times faking things because people want the drama and the conflict. Um people, I mean, that's why people are drawn to such obscene stories, right? They want the conflict cuz conflict um there there's there's a problem with people that are a little I don't know. Oh, you're not writing about your life in these stories. You're writing, You're using your experience, and everybody uh, should technically be a part of you, but it's not you per se. Um, so you 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 have to make a character. Don't uh, the big mistake I've seen a lot of first or second scripts is that uh, this is like their story and their ideal story for themselves as the protagonist. It's like, no, nobody really has an interesting enough life, you know, unless, and if they do, it's, I mean, you've seen how uh, uh, biographical movies are, they have to, this stuff takes place over like years and years, you know, hardly takes place over like, you know, unless it's like like a mission or something you know in in uh, Afghanistan and it, you can you it, it can be like biographical in 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 kind of fast paced but i mean they take liberties of all that stuff because life is not a movie and uh, as a as a young person that i previously was um yeah, you're convinced that life is a movie because you see things with your eyes. And what else do you see with your eyes? You see movies, right? And and when you close your eyes and dream, it's like a movie of the mind. So uh, I think in a lot of ways, people confuse um, what happens in movies as, as real life. But movies are catered to to basically... Uh, approach certain aspects of humanity, uh, like survival, Um, there's always somebody in danger, or there should be, in danger of something, relatable. Uh, So you always want somebody to be in danger uh, of losing something. There has to be some aspect of risk, and quite possibly an obscene risk that uh, no normal person would take. Like you see, people, <clears throat> you know, you see. You remember that Fast and Furious when they drove out of a building and through the air and crashed into another building, and then drove through that building, crashed on the uh, through the other side, and drove into another building. I mean, would anybody try that? But it, it's kind of wish fulfillment as well, because uh, you're you're relating to one of these characters who are generally good-looking people with, uh, high levels of skill in whatever they do. So it's wish fulfillment as well. And, uh, you're conquering things in life. Uh, you don't really conquer too many things. I mean, uh, people have the perception that if you become some sort of celebrity, especially when they're young, that you have control over the world. But, uh, those people are in, uh, in a fishbowl, right, so it's a trade off They don't have to worry about their rent or you know uh sending their kids to school um not all actors, some actors just it's it's really rough uh that's a crapshoot. but uh but yeah, I mean, but the the ones that make the millions of dollars, yeah, it's not like they can go to the mall uh well, nobody goes to the mall anymore. Well, it's not like they can go places without, you know, drawing a big crowd or whatever. So that is essentially a very big drawback. That's like kind of on the par of losing your identity because um, people are coming up to you expecting you more than likely to be the character that they see on television or in the movies. So they're expecting a certain persona. And if you're an actor, you're essentially uh, this kind of conduit uh, to different characters that some writer, ahem, ahem, which is, should be you if you're an introvert, um, some writer has created. Uh, I'm not saying that they can't create their own things. You'll see actors with a, a, a lot more experience. Uh, they'll, they'll, they probably will make adjustments in what they want to say, or blah, 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 but, um, yeah, it's just, it's just like that, so, uh, yeah, this was kind of a really weird one, I recorded this once before, because I couldn't sleep as well, because I'm an idiot, I don't know how to get this sleep cycle back on track, um, I jammed up my, my right foot, And uh, it's finally starting to heal up, but um, I'm having a little bit of issues breathing. Um, That's probably because I need to open the uh, garage door before I start the engine. Um, Yeah, if you guys see any ghosts, I mean, please tell me, because I can make an interesting story out of it. I'm... That that whole idea of mystery uh and of the supernatural endears itself to me. Why am I using such big words on this podcast? Probably because I'm tired but I can't sleep. But um I saw Truth Seekers on Amazon Prime. Um that's from the people that made Shauna the Dead, and that's kind of funny. And that has a uh introvert in there. Um, and you'll, if you watch it, you'll, you'll definitely know who the, uh, it's, it's, it's beyond just in, being an introvert. Uh, it was she's more of a shut in. Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of traits, you know, does, you know, doesn't want to interact with uh, large crowds. I, I, I certainly am not the best, uh, in like huge parties, um, especially where I don't know anyone. Which is predominantly like every single place I've been to, uh, in uh, in Texas, more or less. That that was like a large gathering. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a, a, a weird deal when you listen to this podcast. Hey, I give you unwanted uh, advice on screenwriting, and uh, well, you know we should be t- touching upon. Um, Prose writing, short stories or whatnot. I don't know. Um, I, I have to get over that somebody is every somebody everywhere is going to just be so nitpicky about it, saying, "Well, I know this and that, blah blah blah." It's just like I don't know, dude. You know, I mean, why don't you just go and, and like you know? I wish they would just bring back guillotines just for you. Like, why are you telling me this? You know, we we don't know each other, and already you're becoming adversarial but a lot of times that happens um it's very competitive the any type of entertainment or or artistic endeavor so just keep that in mind keep keep another thing in mind we are all of the introverted brood and uh extroverts right now are saying all this crap uh, but um they're mostly stupid so um yeah, just uh, keep at it, keep making stuff if you can, because I'm, I'm, this is being targeted for the creative uh, introvert that might not uh, think that there is a way to do things uh, shorthanded with no money, no budget. Again, it all comes out to your imagination and how you can use caveman tools to 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 your best advantage and um I mean, you've seen my stop motion movies I think I don't know, but um those are not some people were under the illusion i i and I can't understand this i mean, I think it turned out pretty well, but that they, they thought it was you know I was using some fancy equipment I'm using this phone that I'm speaking to an iPhone 6, and, and this is already old, and I edited the whole thing on there, which kind of messed up the, uh, some, some of the quality of some of the images, or, or something like that. anyway, I have to reprocess it, but um, yeah, I, I don't even have 4K on this, so I'm kind of weary of, uh, uh, of using it for, the, for stuff, uh, I'm getting a webcam I have to get a Patreon. Maybe like one person would like donate some some dough. I gotta put Gorilla Glue in my hair and, and just get some real money coming. I could I could buy like a Canon Rebel or something. Anyway. Um you guys take it easy. I never know how to end these things. So just take care. Um uh, sorry, I just kind of more or less rambled. But uh, I think there were some bits of information in there. Primarily, the the takeaway is the difference between an agent and a manager on that uh, whole screenwriting business. Um, And that I don't know anything about the comedy world because uh, I suck. But uh, anyway, take care and um, just uh, stay safe. And I will see you later. Bye.